I want to welcome onto the show Dr. Isaac Bogosh. He's infectious diseases uh, physician and scientist, and it's been a while, Dr. Bogosh. Thanks for sparing us some time again. Yeah, my pleasure. Happy to chat. Now, I was reading this uh, headline today in the Toronto Star, and they were talking about this, in this story that some hospitals are having to prioritize COVID uh, drugs for people that are in serious shape in hospitals. Can you uh, tell us what type of situations that you're hearing about at hospitals? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we definitely have good drugs to treat people with COVID-19 who are hospitalized, but uh, there's significant drug shortages. There really are. And you know, we have to sort of use them wisely and, and really ensure that those who would benefit from the drugs get access to the drugs and really keep a close close eye on the supply because you just can't give them out like Halloween candy. If we do, we'll run out of them very quickly. So there's pretty careful selection on choosing people who are at greatest risk so that those individuals get access to those medications. All right. And these are these therapeutics? Is that what we're talking about mainly? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. Therapeutics are just, it's just a fancy word for saying treatment. Uh, and uh, these would be some of the um, uh, infusions that we have to, uh, to treat uh, COVID-19. Some of them are monoclonals, some of them are antivirals. So they work in different ways, but they all uh, reduce the risk of severe outcomes in those who are typically hospitalized with COVID-19. I understand that Pfizer's antiviral COVID pill was approved today by Health Canada. Can you tell us how long this has been in the works and uh, what type of, uh, I I guess, uh, game changer this is going to be, if it is going to be a game changer when it comes to people with serious COVID, I'm guessing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we're apparently Health Canada is is imminently going to decide on this. I think we're going to hear about this probably in the next couple of hours. And if it isn't today, then it's going to be in the next couple of days. I think we're going to hear about this very, very soon. Let me just Um, interject. They have a press conference scheduled for uh, 11 o'clock today. So that'll probably be when we hear about it. Probably a day, yeah. But sources say it's it's got the thumbs up. That's wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful to hear. So this is really for people who are not in hospital. It's for people who have a recent uh, infection, uh, and it's for people who have a recent infection that have risk factors for a severe outcome. If you start these pills uh, quickly enough and you take them, it's a five-day course, it can theoretically reduce the risk for severe outcomes like hospitalization and death. On paper, it sounds fantastic. In practice, but just, just to be honest, like we don't, we don't actually have the data. We have a lot of press releases. So it would be wonderful to see the data and have more data transparency. But if these drugs do what the companies say they're going to do, yeah, this would be this would be very, very helpful. Two other words of caution. One is it's one thing to have approval. It's another thing to actually have these distributed and ready to go for populations at risk so that there's still lots of work to do. And number two, even if you have them readily available and that populations at risk can get early and easy access to them, there's a lot of drug interactions with this with this pill. It's actually two pills in one. There's a lot of drug interactions. So, you know, it's just not something where you'd go and pop these pills and all as well. Like you need uh, a doctor or a pharmacist or a healthcare provider to really ensure that there aren't drug interactions. Because even commonly used medications that people are on have uh, significant interactions with this. All I'm saying is mm-hmm. it's not cut and paste. There's, you, need, you need some brains like uh, behind, <laughs> behind this to make sure people are getting the right drugs safely. How similar is this to something like a Tamiflu? It is similar. In, in an analogous way, what happens with this drug is that it blocks one of the pathways in the body that helps the virus replicate. So what it does is it blocks what's called an enzyme, 
uh, that, that enables COVID or SARS-CoV-2 to replicate in the body. And by blocking that early enough, you can halt this virus from really spreading quickly and, uh, and enable recovery faster. That's theoretically, oh, that's how it works. I mean, does mm-hmm. it actually work in real world? It looks like it. The data from the company looks good. But again, this is we're talking about um, Pfizer's pill. When we came, when it was Merck's pill, Molnupiravir. Initially, they said it reduced the risk of severe illness by fifty percent, and then they said, "Oh, you know what? Looking at our more recent data, it's only about thirty percent." So, like, we we still have to have a, a bit of a, you know, not a bit. We need to be informed consumers, mm-hmm. ensure that we have data transparency, be skeptical in an appropriate manner. Uh, but again, I, I think it's also fair to be optimistic as well. Well, how long would it take these uh, this new uh, Pfizer's oral COVID pill to get into circulation? Do we have it ready to go? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's been approved in the United States, and I don't think it's used very frequently there. So there's drug shortages. Uh, I know Canada has purchased it, but A, you got first step, approve it. B, second step, get it to the provinces. Third step is ensure that the provinces already have you know figured out figured out a way that they're going to administer this locally. Do you need to go to a doctor's office, get a prescription? Do you go to the emergency department? Hopefully not. Yeah, can it be given out in pharmacies? Do you need a, evidence of a rapid test or just symptoms? Like, you know, there's a lot of logistics that need to be worked out in terms of how best to administer this pill. Here's my bias, and it's just my bias. I have no idea what they're going to do. I, You know, doctors are good and helpful and stuff, but I think if you really want to ensure this pill is given out equitably and rapidly, I'd put it in the pharmacies. And I wouldn't, I, you know, I'd, I'd label doctors to write scripts, but I'd let pharmacists and pharmacies give this out without a script. And uh, here's why. People can go to a pharmacy, you can get a rapid test and an answer in real time. Pharmacists are amazing healthcare providers. They can, they know all the drugs and drug interactions like the back, on the back of their hand. They're, they're fantastic at that. Uh, they could easily use this medication and administer this medication quickly to people. Um, who are in need. Uh, it's not for everyone. It's really for people with risk factors for severe outcomes. It's not for you, an 18-year-old who's been triple vaxxed, like, mm-hmm. who has no risk factors. Like It's really for people with risk factors. I think pharmacists would do a remarkable job here. Dr. Bogosh, thank you so much for joining us. I always appreciate your expertise on these things. You make sense of uh, stories that uh, are just breaking and uh, other ones that are just confusing when it comes to this pandemic. So I appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Have a good one.